if we ask, what was new? What was the innovative ingredient? The crystal dropped in the supersaturated liquid, suddenly solidifying it, without which the democratic revolution would not have occurred. This book argues that the new ingredient was science. It maintains that the democratic revolution was sparked, caused is perhaps not too strong a word, by the scientific revolution, and that science continues to foster political freedom today. It's not just that scientific creativity has produced technological improvements, which in turn have enhanced the prosperity and security of the scientific nations, although that is part of the story, but that the freedoms protected by liberal democracies are essential to facilitating scientific inquiry, and that democracy itself is an experimental system without which neither science nor liberty can flourish. To investigate this proposition and its implications, this book attempts to do three things. First, it explores the historical link between science and liberty from the Renaissance through the end of the 18th century, examining science as an ongoing enterprise that requires freedom of speech, travel, and association. It maintains that scientific skepticism is corrosive to authoritarianism and that scientific experimentation provides a better model for governance than any of the systems that preceded it. Second, the book traces the development of the democratic and scientific societies from the 18th century onward to see how the ideas and practices of science influenced their social policies. To some extent, this amounts to testing the argument by making retroactive predictions about what should have happened if, indeed, science promotes liberty and democracy. Admittedly, such a process is fraught with potential for abuse. Anyone today, knowing how things turned out, can sift through the evidence for facts which suit his case. But such are the hazards of history. Finally, the world today is examined by the lights of science and liberty, taking into account powerful anti-scientific forces that have cast shadows across our times, revealing, amid a welter of problems, surprisingly ample grounds for hope. The word science comes from the Latin scientia, meaning knowledge. In that broad sense of the word, an axiomander of Miletus may be called a biologist for having proposed in the 6th century B.C. that humans were descended from fish, and that Aristarchus of Samos, an astronomer since he hypothesized in the 3rd century B.C. that the earth orbited the sun. The trouble with this approach is it makes a scientist out of any philosopher who happened to voice a reasonably accurate opinion on a subject that has since become a science. To speculate and be proved right is not in itself to do science. As the American philosopher Alfred North Whitehead noted, everything of importance has been said before by somebody who did not discover it. The essence of science is experimentation, and scientific experiments were carried out by only a few ancient thinkers, among them Aristosthenes of Cyrene, who made a geometrical measurement of Earth's diameter in the 3rd century BC, Strato of Lampsacus, who experimented with vacuums and compressed air at about the same time, and Galen, who dissected animals and human corpses a bit later. So for the sake of clarity, this book uses the term science to mean what is often called modern science, that is, research involving observation and experiment, 
conducted as an ongoing social enterprise by career scientists working in laboratories and contributing to professional conferences and journals. Liberty means the observance of human rights and freedoms. In practice, the governments that have done so have almost all been liberal democracies, so the rise of liberty is roughly equated with the rise of liberal democracy. This process got off to a slow start, but has accelerated during the last hundred years. In 1900, there was not a single liberal democracy in the world, since none yet had universal suffrage. By 1950, there were 22. As of 2009, despite recent reversals, there were 89 democracies, comprising 46% of the world population. The claim that science flourishes only in liberal democratic environments rests on five assertions. First, science is inherently anti-authoritarian. In order to qualify...